TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the Falcons Flyover. I'm Rob Tribble on this winning day. Hey, it's a win. It was ugly up there. It was sad. The environment seemed very sad. It's almost like a wake. 13 to 8 the final. And you kind of figured with the elements, it was steady rain all day. About a 10 mile an hour wind. Temperature around 50 degrees. Not overly comfortable. You knew that would uh, add to the uh, proceedings today. But it also felt like both teams stole the Iowa Hawkeyes playbook. See the Michigan score and see Iowa's offense all season long. But hey, you get the win today against a terrible, terrible Jets offense. And I don't think um, anyone was uh, had a sleepless night last night worrying about the likes of uh, Tim Boyle or even Trevor Simeon. I mean, the Jets offense is just absolutely terrible. And at times, it almost looked like the Falcons were playing the Falcons, right? The Falcons' offense was not very good today, but you got enough done. Defense was fantastic against a very bad offense, but you had a couple of sacks. Bud Dupree with a couple of sacks. Did not give up a touchdown. What is it, nine quarters now without a touchdown? Falcons were fabulous in the red zone last week against the uh, Saints. Saints got in there five times, managed a couple of field goals. Falcons had a couple of takeaways, including that Jesse Bates uh, pick six. Jesse Bates with another uh, pick today. Injuries, though, A.J. Terrell, that was a nasty collision. He left the game with a concussion. I'd be hard-pressed to believe he's going to be available next week. The Buccaneers come to town next week, and that's been a matchup nightmare for the for the Falcons with that big receiver, Mike Evans. It's going to be tough, not going to be easy. But the Falcons, now 6-6, six and six, and the Saints lose to the Lions today. So the Falcons, all alone in first place, 3-0 and in the division, have a chance to go 4-0 and next week. But, man, it was just such a – it was so anticlimactic and almost sad and depressing watching that game today after uh, the pageantry and the hype and how wonderful yesterday was in uh, college football. But just couldn't get much going offensively today. There was a couple of uh, weird sequences. Of course, the Falcons have had trouble scoring in the first quarter on the road this year. I think four of the six games they have failed to score. I think they have a total of ten points in the first quarter on the road in those six games. And they were down 2 nothing today 
After the first quarter, Bijan Robinson tackled in the end zone for a safety. Actually, I think it's Parker Hesse just got absolutely blown up by Quinnen Williams, and he was knocked into Bijan Robinson, and he went down, but not exactly a good start, and the Falcons kind of sputtered. Finally got things going with a six-play, 47-yard drive culminated by that McCole Pruitt's 20-yard touchdown catch. And the Falcons, defense was very good today, but like I said, the injuries could be a a concern. Jeff Okuda, Nate Landman left with an apparent uh, knee injury also, and he's been all over the place, forced to fumble today that was covered by uh, D. Offord. But like I said, just just win, baby. And I look forward to hearing what you have to say at 404-726-0929-138, the final day Falcons move to 6-6, six and six, all alone atop the uh, NFC South. And right now, Tampa Bay's leading Carolina 7-3 down there in, uh, I believe that game, yeah, that game's in, in, down in Tampa, so 7-3 right now in a, another game that's basically unwatchable. And I'm, I'm wondering, if you're a fan of any NFL team and you see the matchup between the Falcons and Jets, you're probably thinking, God, I wouldn't watch that game if they're playing it in my backyard. Well, I had to watch it because I'm a Falcons fan. But like I said, wasn't pretty today at all. You really couldn't get much going offensively. And the elements, you know, uh, Bo Morgan, host of the uh, morning shift, of course, he's up there uh, producing the uh, Falcons coverage. And I text him, I ask him, how much are the elements an issue? He goes, maybe a little bit. It's just kind of icky, a little steady rain. The wind's not overly bad. Didn't seem like it affected the kicking game at all today. But whew, a win's a win, baby. I still have a lot of concerns about this offense, but what's so interesting is, though, if you win the division, you get to host a playoff game, and you might likely have to host a, a team that wins 10 or 11 games in the wild card, like Dallas. They're 10-3. They're and three. There's a lot of good teams with much better records than the Falcons that are trapped in the wild card category. And, um, hey, just get to the tournament is what Bill Parcells always said. I hope somehow this offense can get going in some way, shape, or form, especially on the road where you just seem to be have such terrible starts on the road. You just have lethargic starts. And there's a certain sequence today where, you know, you have a Jets team, and this is where I think defensive rankings are kind of uh, misleading a bit. Jets 31st against the run, but that's because, and I was asking Mike Johnson about this, and he said that's because teams tend to play a lot more conservative against the Jets because they're, well, their backfield, their defensive backfield is elite with Sauce Gardner and company. That's a very good, that's probably the best cornerback tandem in the NFL. And Quentin Williams is a beast. They've had a couple of injuries on that O-line. But the, the, the Jets' offensive line, though, eight different offensive line combos this year. They're starting rookies, pulling guys off the practice squad. I think they're pulling guys out of the stands to play. It's just been a difficult thing with zero quarterback play. Aaron Rodgers back in practice this week, by the way. And there was talk that he might come back for the final game of the season. I don't necessarily see that, but I'm, it, it certainly looks like he does want to come back. He certainly does not want to end his career on that injury. And what a miraculous recovery this has been. He underwent some sort of innovative sur- surgery. And we're talking about this happened, what was this, what, what, 10 weeks ago? You used to be an Achilles. You're out 12 to 15 months. But he seemed a little gimpy, but he's back on the practice field, had a helmet on, throwing, throwing passes and – We'll see what happens. Apparently, he also has a hyperbaric chamber, which uh, speeds up the healing process. But that'd be nothing short of amazing because he just turned 40 years old. I think yesterday Aaron Rodgers did, and looking to come back from that Achilles that quickly. Hmm. But offensively, not very good. And we're going to come back and uh, take your calls at 404-726-0929. Falcons, back to 500. They've won two in a row for the first time since the start of the season. 
13-8 the final. Falcons flyover. I'm Rob Trouble, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. The game is over. Listen Listen in as we analyze today's Falcons game on the Falcons flyover presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL sports radio, 92.9, the game play fake from Simeon up in the pocket ball is loose. It's not ruled an incomplete pass and it is picked up and now it's ruled an incomplete. The ball was knocked loose before the quarterback's arm started forward. It is a fumble. It was recovered by Atlanta will be Atlanta's ball, first and 10 on the 47-yard line. Probably the biggest defensive play this afternoon for the Falcons. The Jets were, in fact, driving late in the game. And as a Falcon fan, you're sitting there thinking, are you, are you freaking kidding me? Is Trevor, we're going to get beat by Trevor Simeon? Is that what's going to happen? Nope. Luckily, that was not the case. One of uh, three turnovers today, Jesse Bates, his fifth interception. That's a career high for him. Of course, that... Goes along with the uh, pick six he had last week. So defensively, the Falcons were very good today against a, a pretty punchless team, though, in the Jets, who's, I mean, offensive line was, a, that's an understatement. They have had eight different offensive line combos this year. Lots of injuries. Of course, you have the injury to Aaron Rodgers, so you've been trying to figure it out at a quarterback. But the thing is, this is what made today seem kind of uh, almost like deja vu. Okay, we've we've dealt with some teams this year with some complicated, if not chaotic, quarterback situations. And those teams have come in here and beaten the Falcons. Well, luckily, not the case today. 13-8 the final, though. Not easy. Desmond Ritter, rough day today. 12 for 27, 121 yards. Had that one 20-yard TD pass to uh, Michael Pruitt, who had one catch today. Running the ball, not not very easy. And like I said, some of those uh, overall stats, as far as defensive uh, measurements go, can be a bit misleading. It has the Jets at number 31. Ranked 31st in the NFL in rush defense. Didn't really see that today. They were stout, very stout up front. And we know they have an elite secondary. But, man, the Falcons had all sorts of trouble trying to run the ball today. Bijan Robinson, 18 carries, 53 yards. About a 2.9-yard per carry average. Tyler Algier, 8 for 26. Cordero Patterson, 5 carries, 11 yards. And Kyle Pitts did manage up. Four catches for 51 yards. Seems like uh, Desmoner was targeting targeting him early and often in this game today. Probably had a, a drop that he should have uh, he should have caught that one pass, but he had four catches today. Bijan with three for uh, 26. But man, just win, baby, just win. But good lord, what a what a tough game to watch. Just kind of depressing watching. Like I said, 
based on uh, the pageantry and excitement of yesterday in college football, to come back and have to watch the Falcons Jets. You kind of I almost hated myself for watching this game today. I almost went through a deep self-loathing for watching this game today, but I had to. 404-726-0929. Let's go out to the phones right now. Let's go to our old friend Allison. Allison, a win's a win, baby. Hey, a win's a win, and I'll take it. You know, at least we didn't have to watch the Chargers-Patriots game. My Lord. Uh, So, I'll take this anytime. But like you said, we still got the same problems on offense. We still, you know, it still just looks like it's it's a hodgepodge of packages we're putting out there. It's just. People look confused still, and this is what we what is this week thirteen? Yeah, uh, it, it's it's it, it's just not good football to watch, especially after what we saw last week. And then you kind of look and go, okay, everybody looks like okay, is this the first week of the season? <laughs> well, that's just the way it is, Allison. I appreciate your call four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. This is a Falcons flyover. I'm Rob Trouble. By the way, I'll be back on the morning shift tomorrow with a. Uh, Mike and uh, Squid will break down this game in the college football playoffs. A lot of people are upset about that. Really good friend of mine went to Florida State, is a Florida State fan, kind of hung around him today watching the Falcons game. He did not say a word the entire day. Did not say one solitary word. He's uh, really up in his uh, feelings as far as that goes. But, hey, Falcons get the win today. They're 6-6. Six and six. Saints lose. Tampa Bay leading Carolina 14-10 to 10 in the uh, third quarter down in Tampa. And, of course, the Buccaneers coming up here to Atlanta next weekend for a 1 o'clock kickoff. Let's go out to uh, Ken. Hello, Ken. Welcome. You're on the Falcons flyover. Uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? <laughs> Good, man. That, that <laughs> man. Side, that's pretty much how I felt. Hey, man, but you got the win, though. Uh, well, man, look, when I saw them get that safety, man, I just put on my proper number 12 whiskey. I started drinking. Oh, <laughs> you thought it was going to be a lot of that today. Not a good man, start, look. certainly, and especially the way it happened. <laughs> I mean, look, man, going back to this Saints game, it's like, you know, uh, like they, they threw two picks to them, and it's like, come on, if the offense throws two picks to a good team, are they going to beat them? No. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you know, people are getting excited about the back-to-back wins, but I'm like, okay, we beat two bad teams. And, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just not so convinced that uh, Ritter is, just, is a straw that's going to start the drink of this offense. I'm not either. Um, God, man, I mean, because – I don't know, man. I just, I just don't know where we go from here, man. I, I just have no faith in that offense right now. But I mean, the defense is solid, obviously. Yep. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm not too convinced over these last two wins against the Saints and the Jets. It's like, ah, eh, whatever. You won, but okay. Again, two. Yeah. I, I hear you, man. I appreciate you, Ken. Yeah, I mean that. That's a that's certainly a valid thought. I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same. Yeah, great. You won last week. Right. And you win today. I appreciate you, Ken. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. And I'm thinking the same thing. If you did, if you do get to the playoffs, you host a playoff game. There's a danger of you having to host a wild card team that probably has 11 wins if it comes from uh, that that division with the Phillies. You know the Phillies, Philadelphia, and the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, hey man, a- I'll t- I'll take the Dallas Cowboys in a game where they can choke away like they always do. You right. never know. You never know. Hey, that's why they play the game. Just ask. Uh, I don't know. Washington was a nine point dog on, on Friday, and they go yeah, on. And that was Georgia uh, was a, a six point favorite. Yep. And they lost. You know, that's why you play the game. Got to play, play the, game. the game. You're not going to get a chance if you don't make it, you know. That's Plus, right. Just get in the tournament. Just it's, get there and we'll figure the rest Bill out. what Parcells used to, used to say it in that way. Get to the tournament. All right, let's go out to Mel. Hello, Mel. You know what? The, you know what? What, the guy, Mel? Yeah, I, I just see your program. Uh, 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 
You're right. Just get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't need to criticize how many wins you don't want. You know, I said it before the summer that the Packers going to win this division. Don't fuck the Packers because they're going to win the division. It's the, it's the team in the division. They, they ain't worth a crap. So don't fuck the Packers. All y'all doubters. Because I know you, all you doubters heard me say the Packers going to win that division this year. You know the whole thing I had, the only problem I got, Rod, round of bone, round of bread. <laughs> it's just head coach. I don't know what he's thinking about. He needs to throw away that playbook. All right, Mel, I appreciate it. Thanks. He's, I've been talking to Mel for, I don't know, 15 years. Still doesn't know my name. Still calls me Rod, but I'll just let it go. But he also calls me Atlanta Bone, Atlanta Bread. 404-726-0929. Falcons now 6-6. Six and six. Tampa Bay leading Carolina 14-10, about three minutes to go in that one. Tampa Bay, of course, 4-7. and seven. Carolina, a woeful 1-10. But the, uh, the glamour game of the day, though, Eagles hosting the San Francisco 49ers, and uh, right now 49ers leading 21-13. to Tampa Bay coming to town next next week. And, of course, you got a victory against them. Falcons are 3-0 in the division. That's a, that's a big deal, actually, if anything comes down to uh, any sort of a tiebreaker. All right, let's go back out to the phones. Let's hear from Joel. Welcome, Joel. What's on your mind? Hey, Rob, I'm telling you, what I've seen is the head coach is making – Glamour calls of something because sometimes all you have to do is play the game, run the ball, yep. play action off the run. And this guy, he's coming up with passes where they're running away from the quarterback, not giving them any dump offs or anything. That's where our problem lies. If he would just let the players play and design things to help his quarterback, he can win. I appreciate you, Joel. Yeah, everybody's got questions about this offense. I've got questions about the quarterback. What are you going to do going forward? What is Desmond Ritter's ceiling? I don't know. Is he close to it? I don't know. 12 of 27 today, 121 yards, one touchdown. But, you know, the elements could have played, played a bit of a role today. Like I said, uh, Squid Billy's up there producing the uh, play-by-play telecast with West and Arch. And uh, he said, yeah, steady rain, kind of windy, kind of cold. But it didn't seem like anything that would compromise things too much. But I think it did uh, kind of keep the scoring down. But like I said, though, the Falcons having a lot of trouble scoring in the first quarter on the road. Six road games this year. I think four of them, they've gone scoreless in the first quarter. They've managed just 10 points total in the first quarter. And they were trailing after a quarter today, two to nothing <laughs> after that, after that uh, safety. And uh, I got to tell you, that Jets D-line is pretty stout. Quentin Williams is all over the place today. Everywhere, it seemed like. And their defensive backfield, very elite. So, hey, you get the 13-8 victory. But like I said, though, running the ball today was especially tough. Bijan Robinson, 18 carries, 53 yards. Tyler Algier, 8 for 26. That's a 3.3 average. I mean, they had to scratch and claw for every yard they got today. All right, let's go back out to the phones, 404-726-0929. Hey, let's, let's hear from Kevin, the limo driver. Kevin, what's up? Hey, what's going on, man? Like you, Rob. I think you should be on the morning trip permanently. Well, I appreciate that, man. Are you driving your limo um, right now? Yes, I'm driving my limo right now. Who I'm you got in the back seat? Any, the who, who are you, who are the celebrities? Nobody in the back. Nobody right now. No celebrities in the back seat, but I did uh, drive the one that had the the video once online that you got famous for. 
So I'm not going to say who, but, you know, I drove her once. <laughs> a Kardashian? Anyhow, um, uh, yes, sir. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. Yeah, she got Ray Jade in that video. Yeah, I remember that very well. Exactly. What's on your mind, yeah. brother? <laughs> so I think uh, ultimately it comes down to that offense. It comes down to creativity. Uh, creativity, um, like uh, Arthur was creative creative with the running game when it got so good he was creative with um that uh that zone wide play and i just don't see the creativity in the running game that opens up other games and i think um the play action with the running game that's what opens up passes down the field and i just don't see that's the kind of team they're built to be but they don't really tap into that so what are your thoughts on that all right, I appreciate you. As far as uh, creativity, sometimes he tries to get a little bit too cute, especially in the uh, red zone when they don't just uh, just buckle those chin straps and try to run the ball. But sometimes the matchups kind of forbid that, and it's difficult to score when you're in the red zone. Falcons' defense has been spectacular in the red zone. Remember last week, the Saints got into the red zone five times, managed just a couple of field goals. Falcons had a couple of takeaways in that one. Nine straight quarters without giving up a TD for this uh Falcons defense. So, but but some injuries of concern today, though. Nate Landman left with a, an apparent knee injury. AJ Terrell, horrible collision. I mean, he, he went down. When he went down, it's almost like he was dead. He just went down. He was just completely limp, and the way his his uh, helmet just hit the turf, you just knew he was concussed right away. Jeff Okuda also has an injury as well, but maybe no AJ Terrell next week. And that's going to be a tougher matchup. Remember, Falcons had to scratch and claw to beat Tampa Bay earlier this year down there. And Mike Evans is always a matchup nightmare because he's such a big physical receiver. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Falcons are able to do next week. All right, let's go out to, uh, was it Rich? Or we just talked to Rich, right? Let's go to Chandler. Hello, Chandler. What's going on, man? Hey, listen, it was a ugly win, but it was a win. Indeed. That is what matters. I think if we're really going to talk about this thing, man, we, we have to face this for what it is. This defense is going to have to carry us this season. You know, we can talk about next season or whatever afterwards, this defense is going to have to carry us this season. We might not like that, but that's just the reality. Now, I would definitely like to see us. I'm going to add, I'm going to tell you something. There is a guy on this team that I don't think gets a lot of attention, but is actually very valuable, and that's Parker Hesse, because whenever he's in there, he's opening up lanes. He's opening up lanes for Algier, Bijan, any running back that's back there to go and get that 5-10 yard gain. So, I really feel like that's what Arthur Smith needs to tap into more, but I, I really just want your thoughts on that. All right, I appreciate you. Well, my thoughts are you want some consistency off it. I'm tired of the slow starts, too. It'd be nice to be able to start the game with a nice, crisp 75-yard drive in about 13 plays and eat up about a good six minutes on the clock and get things going that way. But like I said, the Falcons just can't seem to really get things going in the first quarter, especially on the road where they've scored a total of 10 points in the first quarter in six road games. But they get the victory today, 13-8 to eight over, over the uh, Jets and move to 6-6. Six and six. Saints lose to Tampa Bay leading Carolina 14-10 late in the third. San Francisco up 27-13 on uh, the Eagles up there in uh, Philadelphia. We're going to come back. We're going to hear from Arthur Smith, Jesse Bates, Michael Pruitt, Desmond Ritter. We're going to hear from the Falcons up. Uh, in that winning locker room today up there in the Meadowlands, it's Falcons Flyover Sports Radio 1990 game. Game is over.
Wow, this game is over. We're doing a complete breakdown of today's game with Falcons Flyover with Rob Dribble, presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Our Falcons play here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the snap. Evan Katie coming around. He'll sack him. And the ball is loose and recovered back at the 30-yard line. One of a, several sacks today for the Falcons. Uh, three takeaways as well. 13-8. The final Falcons move to 6-6 uh, six and six on the air combined with the Saints loss. Falcons comfortably in sole possession of first place in the uh, very, very mediocre NFC South. You look at the playoff picture right now. Of course, Eagles leading the NFC East with a 10-1 record, though right now they're trailing the 49ers up in Philadelphia, 27-13. Lions also leading, of course, the NFC North. They get a victory over the Saints today. 49ers, as I said, leading now 28-13 over the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They're, of course, 8-3, first in the NFC West. And you got the Falcons at 6-6 six six leading the South. Cowboys occupying the first wild card at 9-3, second in the, in the NFC East. Vikings hanging around at 6-6. Six six. Of course, the Vikings uh, gave the Falcons one of their more unfortunate losses this year. Seattle hanging around at 6-6. Six six. Packers still on the bubble at 5-6, believe it or not. Rams 5-6 also. So, this is not a very confident fan base. I can understand that, and I don't have all the confidence in the world. It's amazing how my confidence has just completely eroded as we've uh, matriculated our way through this season. Very high hopes for this team coming into the season. I was thinking 11 wins. Now I'm thinking, well, maybe you can scratch it. we got five games left. Six, six wins, six losses. How are you going to do these uh, last five games? Can you at least go three and two, get to nine wins? Can you go four and one? Is it possible? Falcons go four and one. Have they done anything to lead you to believe that's a possibility? Second one in a row today. First time the Falcons have won two in a row since, uh, well, start of the season when they won the first two games of the uh, season. Before we get to uh, David Archer in that victorious Falcons locker room, let's uh, knock out a few more calls. Let's go out to Ty. Hello, Ty. Welcome. You're on the Falcons flyover with me, Rob Tribble. Rob Tribble, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. AKA Bad Santa. Hey, man. Um, if we if we get to the playoffs, and I'm hoping we do, but what good does it do if we play San Francisco and we get beat 56 to four, or we play Dallas and we get beat 56 to four? Of course, we get two safeties That's and we I'm give saying. up one. We get two safeties. Um, no, I'm serious. You know, and and the last time I checked, our backup quarterback who gives gets rid of the ball a lot faster than the guy that gets 87 yards at halftime. To me, he's he's our best bet. And I'm hoping that we, you know, Arthur Smith goes back to our backup quarterback. And um, with that being said, uh, Merry Christmas, and uh, I'll let you talk. Thank you. All right, Joe, appreciate it. Uh, Gary just told me Cowboys have just one win over a team with a winning record. Well, they, they, they clearly have a pretty favorable schedule. Like you've got nine They're a wins. good football team. Don't, good. Don't, don't misconstrue anybody out yeah. there in their cars. Ooh, and Gary Dak, says the Cowboys suck. No, no. I didn't say the Cowboys Dak's suck. Dak's playing very well, too. Yeah, they're a good team, man. Yeah. I, I like Dak, and Dak seems to be finding his, 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 uh, yep. his own, man. But, look, they're not exactly the world beaters that are the San Francisco 49ers or something. Or, and, or the Eagles. Yeah. Or the Eagles. And, look, and if we make a divisional round or something, that'd be just playing with house money at that point. That'd be awesome. I but, think my idea, if you get to the playoffs, it'd be it'd be very satisfying if you can somehow scratch and claw your way to one just win look and good. then I'll bet you just look good doing look it, good. right? That's fine. Look I don't like care. you have a clue moving towards the next year. You can have some momentum. No doubt. Figure out things offensively. Maybe try to establish your identity. 
For one thing on offense. Winning is a habit, Rob. Winning's I've a habit. I've said it on this show. I've said it on my so show. So losing, my friend. Losing is a habit. Just ask the Cleveland Browns. Oof. <laughs> and they've got arguably one of the best defenses in the NFL, but offensively, just absolutely clueless. All right, let's go out to, uh, we got Joe. Welcome, Joe. What's on your mind? Hey, what's going on? Well, talk to me, Joe. You tell me. Okay. Um, two things. Thing number one, before the season started, I wanted us to um, spend some draft picks and go get C.J. Stroud. That didn't happen. When we picked B. John Robinson, I said, okay, at least they have an idea what they want to do. They want to be a power team. They want to run the ball, smash people. But when you got somebody like Cordero Patterson and you got somebody like Tyler Algier and you are sitting on the three-yard line and you give it to your lightweight running back, your scat back, uh, you lose me. Now I don't know what your original plan was. All right. Now, second point, um, I think that it wouldn't hurt for us to keep Ritter because uh, some of my bar – Friends talk about we need to get rid of Ritter, but I still think we need to draft the quarterback and let them compete. Let them let them duke it out. All right. Well, I appreciate it, but you know, it depends on now. If you keep winning games, you're not going to be drafting in the most favorable position. I mean, what quarterback can you draft in the first round? If you if if you get like nine wins, where are you going to be picking in the uh, first round? Maybe seventeenth to twentieth overall, perhaps. You think, right? Well, look. At the end of the day, Drake May is that going to be the third guy off? Is that who he'll you be the second guy off the second? board? But look. Patrick Mahomes was drafted what with the the tenth, eleventh pick or something like that. The yeah. Chiefs the Chiefs traded to go get him. Yeah, like people act like you can only find value at number one or number two. And or that's not right true. There. It's ridiculous. Fifty three percent of first round draft quarterbacks are It's fifty fifty. Yeah, it's fifty fifty, and it's, it's even 53, worse. Fifty three forty seven. Yeah, one fifty three forty seven. Yeah, triple. Look at you. You got your math degree <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. That I went to the Ivy League of the South, though West Georgia. All right, after the game today, Desmond Ritter caught up with Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. Art, you had an idea this was going to be kind of a slug fest, and that's ultimately what it ended up being. It did. You know, and you wake up in the morning, you know, you prepare for this kind of weather in December. Got to make sure you take care of the football. You know, thankfully, we didn't give the ball away. You know, we got close at times, but uh, found a way to take it away and made the plays we had to. I mean, we got plenty to work on, but uh, you never apologize for winning. We needed to win. We needed this win. And these guys, as a whole team, guys came in and out of the game. We had a couple guys go down, and guys stepped up. Uh, you know, especially like a guy like Clark Phillips. Yeah, let, let's talk about some of the superlatives, and that's the defensive side of the football. Guys stepping up, like you talked about. Landman got hurt. You had, uh, you Andre know, you had Andre Andre steps in to make some plays for you. You certainly had a pass rush today. Guys were getting after the passer. Talk about that side of the ball. It was all around. You know, in, in the logistics, right? When you get in a plan, and they're, you know, guys know. Their spot, you got to move over a spot, and it was all day. Uh, you know, even Storm coming in there uh, with Caleb going down, it was all around, mixing and matching, and, uh, you know, good team win. What made them so difficult to move the football on or have success, sustain, sustain success? Well, yeah, I mean, there was a, obviously some drives where we didn't overcome a couple things. Uh, you know, they knocked us back a few times, had some negative plays, and, you know, we didn't we didn't consistently obviously get into uh, enough drives, but uh, they threw everything they had at us. They were screaming downhill. We tried to throw it over the top. We didn't make make some of those plays. And uh, at the end of the day, we found a way. We found a way. We were backed up a few times. Didn't get really out of there. And uh, you know, Pinion played more than we wanted to, but oh, he was big time today. I was just that's where I wanted to go with you here last to, to let you get out of here. But Bradley Pinion was a monster today. He was. And the whole operation, Liam, 
everybody. Uh, the logistics of that, too. Micah being able to play two spots outside, going back in on the punt team. I mean, those are just little things. It may be boring to people watching sometimes, but you, <laughs> when you're in a playoff chase and it gets grimy, um, you know, we'll get back to work. We'll correct things we need to, but these guys find a way. Good win, Coach. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, you got Clark Phillips. You have Contavia Street has been a very good acquisition. Grady Jericho's down. He's been in. Contavia Street comes in, and he's been he's been pretty valuable. He's been very active. He's been all, all over the place. Also, let's hear from uh, well Jesse Bates picked up his uh, fifth interception today. That's uh, that's a career high for him. Of course, he had that pick six last week. After the game today, our David Archer caught up with Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Jesse Bates. The reigning and defending defensive player of the week, and uh, did, all he did was continue to, to do that uh, for this defense. Tell me about the effort. D did you guys have the mindset that it was going to be this kind of game? Yeah, you know, early in the week, uh, we knew what type of game it was going to be. We knew uh, the rain was going to be, um, you know, a factor throughout the week. Uh, I thought Art did a really good job of um, voicing that, making sure people knew. Um, but defensively, uh, I think we knew exactly what, what type of game it was going to be. Um, downhill, you know, running the ball, shots. Um, and for us to, you know, not give up a touchdown for two weeks in a row is um, shows some type of improvement. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done, um, but we got it's a good one to continue to build off of. Well, you did a great job in conversion situations. I think two, just two for 15 on third mm. down today. So yep. really played the, the money down yep. big time. And maybe playing first and second down helped you play the money down, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that, that was something that we talked about this week. Um, winning first and second down, get them in the third down packages. Uh, that's something that we've done well all, all year is uh, when we get people in third and long, we can get in our packages. We do really well. Um, and I'm happy to see that. I didn't know it was two for 15, so that's good to hear. Yeah, you guys continue to play well in the back end, and I think both sides are servicing one another, the front guys and the back guys. Yep. But that pass rush continues to seem to, seems to be coming on. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of people are pointing fingers like, oh, there's no pass rush, blah, blah, blah. But um, I think one thing about this team, nobody cares about what people say. The mindset is just continue to work. Go, go to work every week, and uh, you see the results that we've been having the last two weeks. So, like I said, we've got to continue to build on this and uh, keep going forward. All right, Jess, you, you return home 6-6. Six and six, You're back to 500. But more importantly, you're on top of the division, playing meaningful football in December now. What do you got to do to get ready next week? Yeah, uh, that's what you want to be. Uh, there, there's a lot of teams on the opposite side of that, and uh, there's a lot of pointing fingers and stuff like that. So it's just something, like I said, uh, there's another big divisional game. We're going to need our fans there uh, to be rowdy early. Um, and like you said, we got to go win another divisional game and go 1-0 and um, and continue to play our best ball in December. Unfortunately, we got this guy on our side. Thanks, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. Rise up, baby. Yep, nine quarters without giving up a touchdown. And last week, Falcons, fantastic in the uh, – red zone against the Saints, just uh, giving up a couple of field goals, had a couple of takeaways. More of the same today. Defense is playing very, very well. It was ugly. It wasn't pretty, but you win the game 13-8 to to move to 6-6. Six and six. Going to come back. We're going to hear from uh, Desmond Ritter and, of course, gentleman that caught a touchdown pass, Michael Pruitt also. That's coming up next. And take your calls at 404-726-0929. This is the Falcons Flyover. I'm Rob Tribble, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Now more of the Falcons flyover. A complete recap of today's game. Presented by Ticketmaster. The official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Our Falcons play here. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Play fake by Ritter. Loads, throws for Michael Pruitt. He held on. Touchdown Atlanta. Holy smokes. All he does is catch touchdowns. All Les. he does is catch touchdowns. <laughs>
Yeah, that was, that was his only catch. Of course, that's Arch in uh, West Durham with the call. David Arch is going to be joining us on the uh, morning shift tomorrow, I think at 8.20 a.m. So he'll recap what happened today up in a sloppy environment in the Meadowlands. What a depressing environment for a football game. That, that place was absolutely quiet. The weather was terrible. Both offenses were terrible. But also, San Francisco all over. The Eagles 35-13. And guess who briefly made an appearance in the ballgame for the Eagles? That would be Marcus Mariota. Jalen Hurts had to go into uh, the concussion tent, but he's back in the game right now. But San Francisco just embarrassing the Eagles on their home turf 35-13. Carolina not dead yet. They're down 21-18 to uh, Tampa Bay. Wouldn't that be something they pick up their second victory of the year? 21-18, about 340 left in the game, and uh, Tampa Bay's about to punt the ball over to them. Elsewhere in the NFL, Chiefs and Packers tonight, Bengals-Jaguars tomorrow. Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars really starting to assert themselves in the uh, AFC, and uh, Trevor Lawrence easing into uh, that status as a franchise quarterback, playing very, very well. Of course, the Jaguars beating the Falcons earlier this year over in uh, London. Dolphins. We're up 31-7 at the half over the uh, Commanders. They win today 45-15. How about this? Cardinals get a win against the Steelers 24-10. Steelers drop to 7-5. James Conner, 105 yards, couple of TDs for the uh, Cardinals. And we saw what James Conner could do. Very violent, physical runner. We saw what he did to the uh, Falcons in that game out there. Another game the Falcons should have won this year. And how about this one? Good Lord. I, I thought the game in the Meadowlands when the Falcons and Jets was sad today. Chargers and Patriots, 6 nothing the final. Chargers used two Cameron Dicker 38-yard field goals to uh, win that one. Patriots now drop to 2-10. And, 10. and it's, it's, it's pretty clear now this is going to be Bill Belichick's last season in New England. Does he uh, choose to retire? Is he going to be that guy that I refuse to go out like this? Will he entertain maybe an offer from uh, Carolina? Who knows? Who knows? Broncos cooled off by the Texans, 27-17. Broncos had a chance to score late to win it. Texans with an interception in the end zone there. Lions over the Saints, 33-28. Lions now 9-3 atop their division. And how about the Colts? Very quietly, 7-5. They get the overtime victory over the Titans, 31-28. A Titans team, of course, the Falcons should have also beaten up in Nashville. Man, how many of those games this year? Commanders, the Titans, Cardinals. Several games that you look back on thinking, how the Falcons possibly lose that? But that's what it boils down to, certainly. After the game today, well, first of all, Desmond Ritter, not, not easy offensively today for either team under those uh, conditions, and the Jets' defense is very, very good. They're secondary elite, to say the least. Desmond Ritter, kind of tough today, 12 of 27, 121 yards, but he did have that 120-yard touchdown pass to uh, Michael Pruitt. We'll hear from him after we hear from uh, Desmond or David Archer caught up with the Falcons quarterback today. Des, I think that the idea coming into this game, it was going to be kind of a back and forth, maybe field position game. Is that Was that kind of your mindset and, and taking care of the ball and all that stuff? I mean, obviously taking care of the ball is, you know, our number one goal. Um, so obviously coming out there first play, you know, it was a little rough. Um, but then obviously being able to get it going, you know, we had a couple mistakes later on in the game with ball security. Um, things will clean up. But, you know, at the end of the day, we were able to get the job done, play as a team and get a win. All right. Tell me about the short field opportunity. Get the turnover. You guys get it on the plus side of territory. And then the bootleg throw that you ripped to the sideline, kind of sidearm. Tell me about that play to get it to Pitts. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just, I saw that it was pressure coming off the edge, knew that that end was going to be upfield, had to get my hips around, flip it and get it out quick. Um, but, you know, that's just what we talk about playing as a team. Uh, defense does something good, gets a turnover. You know, we got to be able to go down and take advantage in what we did. And that was a frozen rope. And then a couple plays later now, Michael gets down the seam for you. Talk about trust and putting it where you wanted to on the back line. He goes and gets it for you. Yeah, you know, Coach always talks about, you know, find 85. 85 is always going to be open. So uh, Peru's just a trusty guy that we rely on. He puts in the work every single day. Um, comes in here and, and does nothing but great things for us. All he does is catch touchdowns. I think that's his 67th career catch. I think 12 of them for touchdowns. All right, tell me about uh, the tough sledding and then the mindset there late in the football game. You had a lead. You want to take care of the ball, but you still wanted to try to get first downs. What was the mindset? Yeah, I mean, that's where, you know, obviously we could be better at. Um, you know, we felt like, you know, we might have had five or six possessions there in the fourth quarter, whatever it may have been, that, you know, we should have really kept it to two. You know, win a, a couple of three and outs. Um, so like I said, there's a lot of things we got to clean up, a lot of things we got to be better at. Um, to where we don't even have to put the defense back out on the field. You know, we got to go down there and score and get touchdowns and put points on the board. Win is a win. What do you take from this now? Two wins in a row as you go back home. Yeah, just got to be able to keep going, keep stacking, um, not get complacent, be able to come back ready to work on Monday and be able to get better. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that's uh, Desmond Ritter. Yep, very tough today, especially trying to run the ball was uh, very difficult. Basically averaging uh, less than three yards a carry. B. John Robinson, 18 carries, 53 yards. He had to scratch and claw for every inch he got today. That's a 2.9 average. Tyler Algier, eight carries, 26 yards, about 3.3 yards per carry. Cordero Patterson couldn't necessarily get going either. Five carries, 11 yards, a 2.2 average. Falcons got five games left, six and six on the year. And uh, basically now what's going on, it looks like uh, Carolina – uh, Bryce Young just threw an interception, so uh, Tampa Bay had, with a chance to uh, close things out. They got the ball up 21-18, a two-minute warning approaching. San Francisco still leading. The Eagles 35-13. That's kind of a, a surprise there. But you got the Buccaneers coming in on Sunday. Then you have to go up to Carolina to take on the uh, lowly Panthers. Colts coming to town on Christmas Eve. Colts, a little surprising at 7-5. and five. And then New Year's Eve. Guess where you get to spend New Year's Eve? You get to go to Chicago to take on the Bears. What's that weather going to be like? It's going to be like uh, zero degrees with a minus 15 wind chill. And then you close things out in New Orleans against the uh, Saints on uh, January 7th. So these five games, you can't really play that game where that looks like a win, that looks like a win, because what has this Falcon team done all year? Magic numbers four. Magic numbers Magic four. Magic numbers there four. There it is. Hey, and if you do, if you win four games, hey, you win four games. That's ten wins. That's a winning record. It's possible, but with this team, I mean, I mean, I mean, you look at that game in Arizona, the game in Nashville, the game against the Commanders, games against the Vikings. All those games you should have won. All those games you should have won. See, but you I didn't. was terrified that Aaron Rodgers was just going to walk out of the locker room and just be like, "Do like a hero. I'm thing. back. I'm back. Always in practice." <laughs> and, and then it's like that's just it just sort of feels. Like, how many times have the Falcons lost to somebody making their first career start or first start of the season? I know. That's what I was thinking today because you had to deal with what? what what's I think the it was three Tim in a row. Foley, Tim Foley, Trevor Simeon. You're thinking, is Trevor Simeon going to lead the Jets on a game-winning drive against the Falcons, really? That would have broken my heart. Ugh. It seems like teams with a chaotic quarterback situation seem to find a way to the up more beat chaos, the Falcons. The better, man. The better. Guys making their first start. Guys pulled off the street. Josh Dobbs didn't even practice. With the um, with Josh the Josh Dobbs was still introducing himself to his teammates. Yeah, in the huddle. Well, they were practicing. Hey guys, I'm Josh. <laughs> How you doing? We saw what happened before the game. He was actually taking snaps so people could hear his cadence because they never heard it. Yeah, he he was writing, then he was writing their names on his hand. Yeah, and then he uh, comes in here and uh, leads them to a victory. So, 
Crazy, you, crazy. It's like when you know, it's like when you first start football camp and you have to like I don't know anybody out there who's played has seen yeah, this. You get the, uh, you get the, the, the duct piece, tape yeah, or the, the tape on top of your on head. On yep, yep. That's what that's what <laughs> that's what they were doing the Vikings were when he took snaps. Well my college baseball coach Archie White at West Georgia, I don't think he knew my name the entire time he, that I was there. He just called me left handed. My my coach called me G because G? I think G <laughs> I think he just forgot my name once and then he I just think started, it starts with a G or yeah, so he just or called call me G. everybody G. <laughs> I think you just called a lot of people G. <laughs> I think you forgot my name for a minute, and then it just sort of like, you know, no, no, I meant to do that. It's fine. It's okay. This is a Falcons fly over Sports Radio 929. The game coming up bottom of the hour, pregame Chiefs. I think they're at Lambeau to take on the Packers tonight. I guess Taylor Swift will be there. I don't know. That still seems like just a – that's like a – seems like a fake arrangement to me between Taylor and Travis Kelsey. It just doesn't seem very organic. It seems uh, made for publicity, but why does Taylor need publicity? I don't know. I don't know. Well, she's bringing a lot of eyes to the NFL that weren't there before, I guess. Who knows? And uh, Bengals-Jaguars tomorrow on a Monday night football as well. And by the way, I'm going to be back with you uh, tomorrow morning on the morning shift, uh, subbing in for uh, Tiffany. So we're going to break down all the college football nonsense. Man, if you go to uh, Squid Billy Bo Morgan's uh, timeline on Twitter, Georgia fans are absolutely irate. Complaining about the officiating. I'm a Georgia fan. Look, I'm a Georgia fan too. You got to play better. Me, people were telling me that I was delusional because I said that the that they didn't go back and review a call in the second quarter. They should have. Are you talking sh- about that fourth full, down yes. pass play? Yeah, and and they didn't go back and review it. And look, they didn't review it. You move on. You make you play the next play. And stop them. Just stop them. Stop you them. Gave from up the ball. The, you gave up a touchdown. You gave up a touchdown on the next play. Make your field goals. And if you make stop a field goal, penalties. exactly. And it's like. But people are trying to tell me I'm delusional because I don't think that that play, I thought that that play was like a turning point. No, you outscored them in the second half. Yep. I, I, Maybe if you had played with aggression and a, a yep. aggressiveness in the first half, we wouldn't be having this conversation. It's ridiculous. I blame a fumble and a missed field goal more than I do a, an official's review. Yeah. Like if you're sitting here blaming an official's review, you lost the game. Excuses outright. are for losers, my friend. The same people who were saying that exclusive excuses are for losers are the same people whining about it on Twitter. <laughs> you said that to the Alabama folks who who uh, who lost uh, Jamison Williams and, and, and John Mechie in the, in the right. national cha- ahead of the national championship yeah. game or in the national championship game. Or well, they're making or excuses you can look too. it up. Yeah, or Marvin Harrison Jr. He yep. lost in the Peach Bowl. They're like, oh, excuses are for losers. Now you're the one making excuses. It looks like uh, Georgia. It's so shameful. Is it Georgia, Florida State, and the Orange Bowl? Am I correct? Is that what's Yeah, happening? Mike Norvell and Kirby Smart just did their press conference, and somebody tweeted an image of the two of them just looking like they just don't want to be there. Nope. So it's like you told them they're How dog many guys just are going to opt out of the uh, bowl game? I wonder. I think Javon Georgia. Bullard has already opted out. Brock Bowers ain't going to he play. Tweeted, he's not playing. Like the odds that they get half of the half of the roster up there. It's just yeah. just it's. It'll be good for for development purposes. Sure, so there are, you get those extra practices. Certainly, yeah, yeah understood, understood. And that's what's but, more important, more than you know, bowl records or anything else. I like that. I, I, I feel bad for uh, Florida Sucks. State fans like uh, Sandra Gold, Mike Bell, my my buddy Steve Thomas from the uh, U joined Decatur. He went to Florida State. He barely spoke today. When we were watching the Falcons game. He, Mike Norvell, put out that uh that very terse statement. Yeah, disgusted and all the other things. My mouth is filled with bile. I hate the NCAA with the heat of a thousand suns. The playoff <laughs> committee can all blankety blank blank blanky blank. So there he's you not go. wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> all right, we're gonna come back, wrap this thing up. We're gonna hear from a guy that got in the end zone for the Falcons today, Michael Prudis. All he does is catch touchdown passes. Whenever he catches the ball, it seems like he finds his way in the end zone. Hey, thirteen eight, the final. You got to win. It was ugly. It wasn't a thing of beauty. I know as a fan base, we're not 
overly confident about this team, but, hey, you're in first place. You get a chance to host a playoff game. It's not the worst thing in the world, is it? Falcons fly over Sports Radio, 1990 game. That's it. Game over. Falcons fly over is on. Presented by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Atlanta Falcons and the NFL. Sports Radio, 92.9, the game. Boyle wants to hang one up for Garrett Wilson, and it's picked. Jesse Bates has got another one. Fifth interception of the year for Jesse Bates, and like last week, he read it from center field. What amazing acquisition Jesse Bates has been. That's a career high, by the way, that fifth interception. He's just all over the place. Falcons win it 13-8 somehow. Now 6-6 six and six on the year. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming to town. Buccaneers just dispatched the uh, Carolina Panthers. I believe that was 21-18. And back on October 22nd, the uh, Falcons beat the Buccaneers 16-13. They needed a 51-yard Young Way Koo field goal to win that one. Yep, 16-13. That was a that was a tough one down there. And uh, some injuries of concern. A.J. Terrell. Oof. Did you see that hit? A.J. Terrell. Man, that was Yeah, gassing. we had a caller. I mean, he caller. went down like he was paralyzed or something. Dude, he did get up and uh, went to the concussion tip, but he's clearly concussed. Yeah, a, uh, I think a caller called in and said that that should have been a penalty on the offense. That's what he was saying because mm. of the – Head of the forcible contact with the head or or the sh- the helmet to the head or neck area. That's something you don't see called very often. Not though. often on the offense. It's not. It's rare. No, but very very. He took very a licking. Yep. So you got five games left, and I guess the magic number is four, of course. And uh, hey, you win the division, you get to host a playoff game. So, how much did did you watch the whole thing today? It, it was tough, man. It felt like that game lasted nine Falcons? hours. Yeah, it was just like Ugh. I was here in studio, man. I've been here since I've been here since like nine thirty. In the morning, really? Yeah, man. Are you? Do you have to stay here after uh, the Falcons fly over? No, ends? I am fortunately done after Falcons fly over. I get to go home and uh, do a podcast for the next hour. Well, someone College just uh, football overtime. Go check it out. Did you uh, get it? Somebody just texted me. I don't know. I don't reckon. I got a new phone, so I lost a lot of contacts. And some. How do I get in? What number do I call? <laughs> I don't recognize <laughs> the number. I'm like, who's this? They didn't answer. So you might be stuck here. That could have been your replacement. That can't oh no! Get in, so you're going to be. You're gonna be stuck here. I don't know, man. We got Sunday night football here. We do. So. We got the, uh, yep. We got the Packers and the uh, Chiefs going at it. And uh, well, all I know is the 49ers might need a cigarette after this game. Ooh, 42-19. All <laughs> of just embarrassing the Eagles. But you're gonna have a stinker like that. Jalen Hurts did leave the game. Uh, went to the concussion kit. Marcus Mariota came in briefly. It hurts back in there though, but doesn't seem to matter because the 49ers are just embarrassing the Eagles. But you're gonna have those stinkers every once in a while. This could be what the Eagles' second loss of the year, and Forty uh, Nineers about to improve to what is that? Uh, they're gonna be nine and three when everything's uh, said and done. And like I said, Falcons now six and six with the Saints' loss to the uh, Lions today, all alone. And more importantly, you're three and zero in the division. Get a chance to go four and zero next week with the Buccaneers coming to town. You're gonna have a trip to Charlotte. You got to play the Colts. Of course, you have to play the Saints to uh, end the year. And you got that New Year's Eve game up in uh, Chicago against the Bears. That weather's oof. maybe somehow. It won't be uh, necessarily miserable. And today, will that, be a, will, will that be a worse attended game than the one we saw today? Maybe so. Honestly, how quiet were the Meadowlands? Oh, it, it was, was bad. I, it was it, it was not great. You it was hear, not great. You could hear player flatulence on the sideline. That's how quiet it was. In there. You could hear you could hear mo- uh, the Salah like yelling at Zach Wilson yep. on the sideline. <laughs> it wasn't even playing. It wasn't even playing. No, he's standing over there by Aaron Rodgers all day. <laughs> exactly. Michael Pruitt. It seems like every time he catches the ball, it's for a touchdown. And I think you heard Arch say, what does he have? Uh, like 67 career receptions, 12 of them for uh, touchdowns. So, uh, well, David Archer caught up. 
with the Falcons tight end after the game today. I said it on the broadcast, all you do is catch touchdowns. I mean, I think it was like 67, conse- uh, 67 catches in your career, 12 touchdowns. You seem to have a knack for down around the goal line, and, and that was not an easy catch. Walk me through the play down the seam for the touchdown. Yeah, it was just a, just a basic seam route. Get past the defender, dance through a great ball, put it out there where give me a chance, and man, it just making it come, come down to making the play at that point. Yeah, well, you reeled it in. That was a big time play to get both feet down. You draw a lot of the dirty assignments sometimes. That means sure. blocking on the edge, doing all those kind of things that nobody recognized. Tell me about this game, and it was kind of a slugfest today. Yeah, man. Hey, raining, cold weather. We we in December now. That's what that's what the NFL is all about, man. I. I love those type of games, get down and dirty, and uh, shoot, get a chance to make a play, make a play. Tell me about how difficult, this was a good defense you knew coming in you were going to play against a good defense. What made them so difficult to move the football against? Man, they got a stout defensive line. They put a lot of equity in their line. Um, but we pride ourselves on, on our line as well. So we just stayed the course and, and kept slugging away. And, and it was one of those games that our defense came up big for us like they always do. and. and, and we got to get a little better on offense to help them out a little more, but we come, we on our way, we on our way. All right, what's your message now? You're one of the veteran guys on this team. It's not your first rodeo. Tell me about what you tell these young guys now as you're now in December and you're playing meaningful games at the top of the division. Man, get back to work every week. Just get back to work. You can't rest on our laurels ever in this league because it's any given Sunday, but we, we headed in the right direction. Michael Pruitt, all my man does is catch touchdowns. I love it, man. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. How about Joe Flacco showing back up? Throws a couple of touchdown passes for the Browns today, 23 of 41, 254 yards, but not enough as the uh, Rams quietly sneaking back up the uh, standings after a pretty dismal start. They're now 5 and 6, 27, 19 the final. Gardner Minshew, 312 yards passing for the Colts in their uh, victory today. But like I said, Falcons with uh, five games left. And uh, you've won two in a row now for the first time since uh, the start of the season where Man, we this fan base was very excited after starting off two and two and zero. Oh, then you get these just horrible losses though, to the Vikings, to the Commanders, to the Cardinals, to the Titans. All very very winnable games. And at six and six, you could easily be nine and three, but you are what your record says it is. But certainly uh, tough today. Very very tough. And that that defense, like I said, defensive stats should not really mean much. It said the uh, Jets are thirty first against the run. They're stout. They're very stout especially their secondaries elite with Sauce Gardner and company. But it was tough today for all the Falcon running backs. Bijan Robinson, 18 carries, 53 yards, just average 2.9 a carry. Tyler Algier, 8 for 26. Cordero Patterson, 5 carries, just 11 yards. And Desmond Ritter on the day, 12 of 27, 121 yards and one touchdown. And, of course, a lot of questions remain about this offense. Exactly what is Arthur Smith trying to do? Didn't see a whole lot of cutesy things today in the uh, red zone. The Falcons weren't really in there very often. As for the Falcons' defense, so, man, nine quarters without giving up a touchdown. Get a couple of sacks today. Bud Dupree with a couple of sacks also. You get, what, three turnovers total. So, you, sh- you should win. The- if you win the turnover battle, three takeaways to zero for the other team, you should win. That gives you about a 99.999% chance of uh, winning. Wasn't ugly. The Falcons uh, managed to pull it off and uh, hopefully keep it going next week as the Buccaneers come to town. Buccaneers fresh off their victory over the uh, poor, hapless uh, Carolina Panthers who dropped to 1-11. And And, uh, Tampa Bay improves to uh, 5-7 on the year. Next week, Falcons fly over. We should be back at uh, top draft 
That's the sports bar in the new Omni Hotel right across from uh, State Farm Arena. It's kind of connected to the World Congress Center, just a mere couple of blocks from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And the crowds have been great there. Every, every time we've been there, food is amazing, too. Very upscale, wonderfully decorated uh, sports bar. Not, not typically what you uh, actually expect, but we'll be top draft next week after what hopefully is a Falcons victory over the, uh, over the Buccaneers. Sunday night football, we got the Chiefs and Packers. Monday night football, you got the Bengals. But here are the Bengals taking on the Jaguars tomorrow night. Jaguars really starting to assert themselves over over there in the uh, AFC. Garrett Chapman, good job. Thank you to all the callers. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning on the morning shift, and I'll be back on the morning shift on Friday. Falcons fly over again next Sunday from top draft. Catch it all right here on your flagship station of the Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Hawks, and Atlanta United. This is Sports Radio. 92.9 The Game. Good night, everybody. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.